You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. We have to remind ourselves that it's safe within ourselves to explore the possibilities of freedom and what is possible within the realm of what I desire. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are reminded to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here along with my co-host, India Jackson, to get the dialogue going. Hello, Miss India. Hello. How are you? I am good. I am enjoying the heater on my ankles. <laughs> I am with you on that. I will appreciate that. And I'll take that moment to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehanna, Piscataway, and Nantigo people native to this area known as Maryland with our cold ankles. (laughs) So I have an episode and at the time of recording this, it has not quite been released yet, but it's coming, y'all. If it ain't already been released about imposter syndrome, redo. I brought it back to talk about it again because I've noticed that it keeps coming up in life. And it's not so much about it being a direct thing, but I'm noticing when the energy is coming up. And what I'm finding is that there are some people that have the wherewithal in them to dream big, to think that anything can be possible. Big things can be possible. Things that they've never witnessed can be possible. Things that they've thought were out of their reach can be possible. Some don't. Or sometimes the same person can fall into both buckets at different times. And India, I wanted to talk with you about kind of if you're finding that this is coming up, because I'm wondering if this is just kind of a moment that a lot of people are are at right now of, I know that there's things I want. I, I know that there's impact I want to make. I know there's desires that I want to fulfill. But can I really do this? Is this possible? Like, I have my own stuff around this, but I also don't want to talk in a vacuum. So <laughs> is this, have, have you noticed this? I mean, I've experienced it. I, I have an inkling that most people have. Agreed. Agreed. And do you do you find that it's showing up personally and professionally? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, there have been times in my life where I 
kind of in that place and it's one side or the other. But most times if I really do the work of taking the time to dig back and reflect, whether that be with a therapist, whether that be with a coach, whether that be through journaling, meditation, whatever that is, more times than not for me as a human, I can't speak for other people. It's happening in both places at the same time. And I'm just more sensitive to or more aware of professional or personal. It's probably both. I can agree. I can agree. I think I think part of what I've recognized is they I, I think it can show up when it comes to achievements and feelings. Achievements being, can I buy this thing? Can I have this accolade? Can I um, achieve this goal? And personally, it's like, can I feel this type of joy? Can I feel this type of satisfaction? Can I feel this type of ease? Can I feel, you know, sans anxiety and stress? And so... The interesting thing is I think they they do intersect because sometimes I'll think for myself, okay, this is something that I put on my list that I would like to achieve. Let's say there's something for this year that I want to do for myself. But then these feelings will come up of like, okay, well, how do I want to feel when I do that? And the nervousness will want to show up. The worry of how that gets in the way of even dreaming big and it's it's uh, an interesting place, first of all, to just even notice that it happens, but to recognize that sometimes the feelings are getting in the way of you even being able to consider what you want, let alone claim it for yourself. Yeah, as you said that, one of the things that comes to mind for me and looking at like, <laughs> what are my patterns um, is before I can even get to what you said, I left and like autopilot, right? And not you know, being mindful and applying the tools that I've, I've learned and have embraced over the years, I can default to giving myself a story that something is going to be really complicated, overwhelming or hard. Right. And I haven't even looked at the details of what, (laughs) what are the options even to make this happen? But because there's this energetic feeling that pops up there about that, that can make getting to the the logical smallest first step be like the hardest hurdle to get over. Well, and I'm going to even walk it back farther than that. Before you can even think about the first step, there is this place where it can be challenging to even dream, to conceptualize, what do I want? What would I like to have? And And not, again, not in the like, hmm, I want to get lunch. What's nearby? No, 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 no. (laughs) If you could really have anything that you want type of thing, anything from anywhere, didn't matter who made it, didn't matter who sold it, didn't matter if it was, was, you know, something that was possible, but really being able to just claim possibility and action steps aside, what do I want? That is the piece that I feel like you can't even get there. Yeah. Because you can't think about action steps if you haven't even decided what do, what do you want? What are you moving towards? That's so true. Um, <laughs> and you and you caught me on this podcast. I can like go straight into like, let's take the action. <laughs> 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 but 
something about what you said really brought up for me, how can you decide what you want if you don't know the options? Um, and not that there's like this predetermined menu of options that you get to pick meal number two on the list from right. of life mm-hmm. or of career, of, of romance or whatever it is, right? But I do think that people, I, I wonder based on my own experience, especially in my younger years of only being exposed to a particular community or a particular type of options or, or the majority of the programming that I was receiving an influence in my life coming from people who had similar backgrounds at a certain point in my life. How does that influence what you think is possible? And the more narrow that that can get, how might that leave you when you're asked, what do you want in a place of saying, I don't know, because you just don't even know what's out there. Facts. And I don't know the full statistic on it. Um, If someone knows, please feel free when you see this podcast posted on Instagram to go ahead and comment under it. There is a pause on the play at at pause on the play. Y'all at pause on the play. (laughs) Um, There is a statistic that, it's only like a very, I want to say it's like, I don't know, 15% of people or something like that um, don't stay in their little bubble once they become adults. Like most people grow up and then live and work as an adult, like by their own choice within like 20 miles of where they were born and where they grew up. Yeah. And when I think back to, you know, a lot of the things that I've witnessed in my life, um, part moving around a lot. And so then you never actually like emotionally have a home base, I think for me, for many years of my life, but you witness other people and, you know, thanks to social media, you get to keep in touch online if you choose to, some of them. Um, (laughs) I witness a lot of other people who never moved and how their perspectives or, um, their ways of thinking about what was possible for them, the trajectory of their careers, uh, just so many other things um, were very different and a lot more, very different from the people that I witnessed that were military families that moved around a lot and had seen a lot of different types of cultures and lived in a lot of different kinds of places. The other piece of that that I noticed is um, finding that, and this is just my own opinion, right? Who truly knows how much, but of the few people that I did um, keep into my contact sphere as an adult, many of them continued down the path that they seemed that they were headed on of what was possible for them when we were kids. And when I say kids, I mean like elementary school. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Like it feels like a little bit of a gut punch when I hear this because there are people that I've known that nothing changed for them, you know, and not even just, you know, proximity of, of where they lived from where they grew up, but the mindset didn't shift. Uh, the jobs that you could work, the education that you had access to, uh, romantic options that you have. And thank you for saying Mm -hmm. romance, because I think that that should be more of a part of love if you so choose to have access to it. But just a reminder, you do. Where you shopped, where you bought clothes, things felt so closed in. And 
that really puts you in this place of like, not only am I not dreaming bigger, but again, you get this, this kind of mindset of like, you know, I have a roof over my head. I have a job. Like I need, I should be happy for what I have or the, you should be happy for what you have. So you can decide for somebody else what their reality should be. Then there's that. (laughs) But just the fact that you feel as though this, this little, I don't know, uh, 50 block radius for some people. And that still might even be a lot is all, you know, all you exist in and all you think is possible. And if that's what you like, you like it. I love it. Now, I'm not saying that because you made a choice, but I think it's different to make a conscious choice that that's what you want versus ever considering the fact that you had other choices. Well, and when you say that, uh, if I had to go back to, you know, little India, right, little India in her early, early years um, would not have realized that she gets to choose who she wants to be. Because that was not what was taught to her um, as a part of her upbringing. That was not a part of the energy of the people around her is this energy of choice and decision over the outcome of your life. And so, and given that, it's like when you're coming, and just speaking for me, coming from that kind of environment, you know, I had television I got to witness, you know, celebrities with all their bling, you know, doing something artistic for a career. Uh, I got to witness documentaries in school of artists that made their whole career out of making art as their source of income. But that never seemed like that was possible for me or anybody else I knew because I didn't see people that had come from where I was coming from doing that or look like I look like doing that. Um, and it also wasn't encouraged or I should say addressed by the adults for little India to say, you can have that too. Well, and I don't want to go fully down this rabbit hole, but I have to acknowledge that for me personally, and I don't think that I am alone in this feeling, but yes, I watched there be some possibilities of what could happen, um, even if they felt far-fetched. And I am not addressing this because of the problematic individual involved here, but rock with me as I go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cosby Show showcased a familial structure that I didn't know anybody that had that. But I also didn't think that it was impossible somebody lived it. Somebody thought it was possible. Somebody dreamed it up. It could happen. I don't know where it happens because it don't happen around, (laughs) around me, (laughs) but it's possible, you know, a lawyer and a doctor and these kids that are given space to be who they are. But you, you, I want to say that in my opinion, you have something that not everyone has, which is the ability to take a look at something that feels so distant and unrealistic as a celebrity actor on a TV show with a script and to use your imagination to say, and this could be real. Yes. Um, And I learned about something recently. um, I think it's F, F Fantasia where you don't have that type of capability with your imagination to think that this is possible. You might only see it as the character and that's it. You can't go beyond that. 
And as somebody that did have the capability to possibly even consider that it could be possible for somebody, even if it wasn't me, the biggest thing was that I grew up in a way that emotionally I did not have the availability beyond trying to exist and manage the things that were happening around me to consider what was possible to dream bigger beyond the fact of how does this get me the hell out of here? Thank you for saying that. Uh, Cause I don't want that to be lost that for people who are growing up and less than ideal circumstances and dare I say traumatic circumstances, even um, the ability to access that part of your brain that is able to vision and to experiment and to be creative and hold space for possibilities already going to be limited. Yes. And so I did not, you know, and and I'm not going to say that I wasn't ever encouraged. So I won't say that. However, I know that I consciously try to hold space for possibility with my kids. Like life is busy and a whole lot of things happen around us. I mean, hell, we we still got Omarion running around trying to touch everybody. However, like <laughs> I purposefully will say, you know, what what do you want? What do you like? What do you enjoy? You know, what, you know, giving them that thought, even if they say, I don't know. The seeds have been planted, hopefully, of, hmm, how would I answer this? How do I feel about this? Because I don't ask because I need the answer. I ask because I want you to know that the question is is worthy of being considered for you. And I am now trying to reparent myself to remind myself that it is worthy of asking myself these same questions. And I'll ask people around me. I mean, we'll ask each other and it goes beyond that. We ask in the community. We ask when, you know, we're in conversation with people, when we're at, you know, live events way back in another lifetime, we ask these things. And so (laughs) being able to ask someone or, or prompt them to consider, how do I feel? What do I want? And to go beyond the expected answer. You know, I want to hit six figures. I want to double my income. I want to, you know, uh, triple my email list. I, I want to, okay, what else? Bigger, 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 bigger. Why not? And everything about the questions that you're asking right now, you know, for honestly, the clients, the listeners, but even your children, like, the things that I've witnessed come from those answers sounds like freedom, freedom for that person, right? We all have our own ideas of what freedom is going to feel like and what it takes to get us there. But those answers energetically feel like freedom when you when you receive that response from the person and, and passion many times even as they say what it is, if they do know what those answers are. And when I think about you know, how do we get there? And I know, and on the podcast, we're digging into, and in the community, we're digging into creating systems of freedom, because it's always talked about as systems of oppression. But how can we use creating systems to actually be structured to create more freedom? I think before you get there, you have to, A, acknowledge what is freedom for you, right? What's your own definition 
of that? What does it mean to you? What might it take for you to get there? But also we have to have a safe space to be able to explore that from our truth and not have to be concerned with the judgment of others of what those answers are. And dare I say, you know, having people around us that care enough and are curious enough to ask the right questions. I'm so glad that you brought up freedom because of the fact that I think when these types of questions are asked, whether you're asking it of yourself or it's being asked of you by someone else or you're the one that is prompting them to consider this, I think what happens is, is freedom sometimes can be scary. And I hope that this can be a reminder that it is safe to explore freedom for you because it can feel like freedom to consider what's possible, to uh, remove the proverbial glass ceiling and to dream bigger. But for some people that doesn't feel safe because having some type of container means I know what's happening in here. And so to remove that can feel like you just stuck me out in the wild. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond. And so that is something for you to navigate for yourself of how can you remind yourself that it is safe to explore freedom. It is safe to dream bigger and to contemplate how freedom is a part of that for you. Freedom from the expectations put on you by others. Freedom from the preconceived notions of what you can do or should do or can't do or are incapable of. And so I think it's very necessary to remember that freedom is a huge part of dreaming bigger, for even just allowing yourself the delicious indulgence of dreaming just because, not for an outcome, not for a goal, but just because, and allowing it to feel free. Because without that freedom, we can't, we can't even conceive that it's for us, but we also then can't hold it for when it does show up for us. So we have to remind ourselves that it's safe within ourselves to explore the possibilities of freedom and what is possible within the realm of what I desire. Mm. And for anyone listening that is hearing Erica and getting the chills that I'm getting as I'm listening to what you just said, I also want to say that you are worthy of being free. That almost made me want to cry for a second because a lot of us have never heard that. No, but I want to say it again, no matter what you've been through, no matter what has happened to you or for you, no matter where you come from, how you identify, what your ancestors have experienced, you are worthy of being free and you're worthy of choosing what you want that freedom to look like for yourself. I couldn't have stated that better. We talk a lot here about imperfect allyship and what it means to be an imperfect ally. And I feel called to say that part of that is being an imperfect action. And Erica, you just gave a wonderful call to action on really thinking about what does that look like for you and reminding yourself that it's safe to dream it up. I also want to say that if you're somebody listening and you identify as being the ally to others, which I hope that you are if you're listening here. (laughs) I want to remind you that 
an action that I think many allies don't even think about, and I want you to reconsider the importance of, is introducing yourself to people that don't look like you, introducing people that you know to people from different backgrounds or who've lived different experiences, really being this connector. And you don't even have to consider yourself as a super connector to do that. You can just introduce two people once a month or whatever that looks like in your personal life, professional life, can make all the difference in allowing somebody's dreaming of what is possible for them to expand. I am so grateful for people we've had here on the podcast, like Rachel Cook, who truly understands the power of introducing others to her network and how that makes such a big difference in being able to be expansive, being able to dream, being able to imagine your freedom. If you are hearing the words or reading the words in the article that Indy and I are sharing with you, know that you have access to this. It is possible for you. And if you need a reminder, this is just yet another reason why Indy and I have created Pause on the Play the Community, to remind you that even when the insurmountable, the things that just don't feel possible, you can't even fathom that it can be real. It is real. We will loan you courage when you need it. Your fellow community members will reflect back to you the amazing things that you're doing. When you don't clearly see how amazing your efforts have been at creating the impact that you seek to create, regardless of how similar or divergent your methods may be, you all desire to create great impact for all of us from a place of equity. If this is the type of support and community that you are seeking, Go on over to pauseonaplay.com forward slash community today and you can be a part. People think they know what to expect, but they haven't met you yet. Bi-weekly, India Jackson, co-founder of Pause on the Play, has conversations exploring branding and visibility. Own your values and amplify your influence by giving the Flaunt Your Fire podcast a follow today. So this episode absolutely took on a life of its own. I think at the end, Indy and I both kind of hit this point of like, it got way more emotional than was expected. And yet, I fully believe that these episodes go exactly where they're meant to go. And I'm so glad that you took time out of your day or your evening in order to listen to us and take in this content and to figure out how you can integrate it into your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Together, we can continue getting more people to drop the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. 
Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?